them and in this prayer he prays he is very much thinking about and praying about those uh, who will come to know through his people and how the world will perceive him through his people one of the key things that you find here repeatedly jesus is praying about is that after he says that may they be one as we are one he says may they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me so the purpose why he wants them to be in unity to be one as the father and the son and the holy spirit are one is that the world may believe in him the world will know him verse 21 also may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me his purpose of praying for his people the community of saints the believers is that the world will know him that the world will believe him our salvation is not just an individual salvation and our spiritual walk is not just a individualistic spiritual pursuit to attain something to attain some spiritual goal in our lives but it is about being in unity just as the father and the son and the holy spirit are one and in this unity of us being together with him and together as community of god's people by this the world will believe in him by this the world will know him the way we live the way we are built up together is something that is going to make an impact on the world outside yes it is quite beyond our human comprehension but jesus is praying for this and if jesus is praying for this there must be something in it amen if jesus is specifically uh, has a focus in this direction there must be something that he has clearly in mind he has in mind that is going to be fulfilled as a result of this prayer yes as he prays and he says that for those who believe in me through their message that all of them may be one he spring for unity and also he continues to pray in verse 22 they may be one as you as we are one i in them and you in me and verse 23 may they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me the reason why he created us to be together not just to attend a worship service and go away not to just have a membership in a place of worship not to just be um a formal christian as in the sense of um a christian by culture but to really be in unity within this community of god's people this is god's design this is god's plan he's a master designer and the way he designs things has always has a purpose you look at a building like this you look at this these four walls around here the walls are in a certain place and built in a certain way you see windows here you see a door and the windows and the door are all placed in a certain manner just imagine if there was a window between you and me or if there was a door just between you and me 
if a door was placed here oh we need a door for this building and so let's put it here does it make any sense yes a building definitely needs a door it needs walls if there was a wall built across here would it serve any purpose it will not serve the purpose for which this building was built for and so the building was planned and built in a certain way so that it will fulfill its purpose are you with me this morning that's exactly how jesus is building his church and he's building us together in a certain way and he wants us to be ordering our lives together in a certain way so that it will fulfill his purpose together we will fulfill that purpose for which he has brought us put us together we did not put ourselves together it was not a man's idea to start a church it was not because many people in fact do think that maybe it was for sake of making some money but if it was for the sake of making money there are 100 different things that a person can do to actually make more money <laughs> you start a business you can make better money and with lesser effort you know it's not about some kind of an entity for some kind of a man uh, focused purpose it was not an afterthought in the mind of god after jesus died and rose again but the bible clearly talks about how it was his eternal purpose the bible clearly talks about how it is for the purpose of building his kingdom god's strategy in building his kingdom is his church the kingdom of god is a rule and reign of heart, uh, of god in the hearts and lives of people and he is building his kingdom and the way he is building his kingdom is by building christ communities everywhere that's why you see churches everywhere you see it spread all across the world and you see it just rapidly grow and multiply some people who hate the whole idea of church and christians call it cancer yes it's truly like cancer it spreads quickly everywhere <laughs> in one sense it is true in some of the hate speeches they would use such phrases but in in a truest essence it is an organism that is simply spreading and multiplying and growing which cannot be controlled and many a emperor and king has come through time and history through the centuries to come and annihilate this church of Jesus Christ and many of the believers who believed in Christ have been burned to the stakes even in our own nation if you remember the recent very well known incident in Orissa where Graham Stains the Australian missionary who was working among um leprosy patients poor people was burned alive with his two sons in a in a jeep where they were sleeping in the night at kandamal in orissa about probably 10 or 15 years back and so many people have tried to annihilate god's work god's church by persecuting them by throwing believers into a den of lions but the god of daniel who bound the mouth of the lions keeps binding the mouth of the lion the devil and the church of jesus continues to progress and grow everywhere hallelujah because jesus said i will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it and so that can never become untrue amen 
Hallelujah. And so here God has put us together as his people and he's building us a certain way and he's praying for his church. Those who will come to believe in him through the message of the disciples. One of the disciples of Jesus, Thomas himself came to our city. He went to Kerala and he, and he preached about who Jesus is and called people to follow him. Why not because Jesus was just beginning another new religion. But as a creator of the heaven and earth he was calling people to follow him because they had not known him. He wants them to know him. So that by knowing him and by believing in him they will receive forgiveness of sins. And the free gift of eternal life to be with Jesus in heaven forever and ever even after we die. And so for this purpose he's calling people to him. And so here we are not talking about following a religion. It is not talking about a certain philosophy. It is not talking about following some kind of customary traditional practices. It is about following the one who made us. Coming into a relationship with the one, the God who made us. Why? Because he is a relational God. He is not some kind of a form, a sakti or power somewhere else. He is not some kind of a distant you know unreachable apparition in the clouds but he is a very personal god who wants to come into a relationship with us because he is love god is love and because by very nature of his uh, being that he is love and love is an action word where he extends love where he shows love where he does love and he and to love us he created us and out of grace he created us so that he might come into a relationship with us and because of sin that relationship between god and us was broken and jesus came to die on the cross as a sacrifice for us since taking the punishment of our sins upon himself so that our relationship with him can be restored once again and he took he took the punishment of our sins upon himself and by our faith in him by believing that he died on the cross and took our punishment we receive forgiveness of sins and the hope of eternal life and so for those who have come into this relationship with him he gives us this command to love one another he gives us this command to be in unity with one another and he is building a community he wants this community to be in unity and so he prays this prayer so earnestly before he goes to the cross before he goes to hand himself to the roman soldiers to be uh, cruelly uh, punished on the cross for no sin of his in this context he's praying he's praying that they may be one as we are one so that the world will know that you have sent me so that the world will believe in me christ's prayer for the church is that we will be a community together and he wants to build us in a certain way which he continues to reveal through the apostles why because he wants to make himself known to the watching world how will the watching world know christ it is through us it is not just through us but it is as we are together in unity and while we together we are together in unity and among us he is present because his word says i will be their god they will be my people and i will dwell among them 
and where there is unity god dwells among his people who come together in unity where two or three are gathered together in my name i am there in their midst he says and so this the presence of god in the midst of his people as they come together in unity and as we continue to live in this dynamic relationship with jesus you see he says there in verse 21 i pray that all of them may be one father just as you are in me and i am in you may they also be in us so that the world will may believe that you have sent me i in them and you in me in verse 23 i in them and you in me so he's calling us into a relationship with him a vertical relationship and also a horizontal relationship where he's talking about unity among us so there is something wonderful about being in unity together united with him in relationship with him and in relationship with one another and that's why we constantly talking about how the church is not a building a church is not a a system a program a church is not um a clergy and laity where people come like clients like customers to come receive some service you know we are very much in a world which is full of a consumeristic mentality and we want to consume and we looking for services and we looking to hand over responsibility to to others who will serve us this is a system of the world that we function in but the church the community of god's people is not a consumer client relationship kind of a system it's not a service oriented system where we receive some good benefits because we are part of this uh church but we are a community as god's people according to scriptures and so this is how the world will know christ as we are together in community and even as jesus broke bread washed the feet of his disciples and demonstrated true true love and humility as he has come to serve and not to be served but he came to give his life as a ransom for many as he demonstrated this by washing the feet of his disciples for no master will do that it's only the disciples who will have to wash the master's feet but here a master comes and washes the disciples feet and after doing that he says in john 13 verse 34 and 35 a new command i give you love one another as i have loved you so you must love one another by this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another so calling his disciples to love one another and by this the world will know you are my disciples men will know that you are my disciples people will come to know him people will see jesus among us people will see jesus only through us jesus people will see jesus while we are united <laughs> while we are united together and built together as this community of god's people by the true building up of this biblical community the world will know christ and so it is important as to how we live before this watching world and that will determine how the world will know him and how the world will think about him and so i'm calling us this morning to respond to a question like this right as we beginning to uh, you know discuss through this um topic of how jesus is building his church and how we must be building ourselves to be his church truly i want us to ponder on this question and look at scriptures with this question in mind 
how can we change the perception of at least about 100 people in the next 30 to 60 days through our lives how can we change the perception of 100 people in the next 30 to 60 days the perception about christ how can he influence how can he bring about a change in the way people think about jesus in the next 30 to 60 days how can we order ourselves differently and if jesus is saying that the world will know him while we are in unity together as a community the world will know him do you think if we come together in the fashion jesus is building his church if we also align ourselves to the way he's building us do you think the world will know him amen and if that is true we got to be ordering ourselves in a different manner so that the perception and the way people think about jesus in the world those who at least come in contact with us at least about 100 people in the next 30 to 60 days should think differently about jesus through our lives amen hallelujah how powerful is that and it is real because the bible says so people will begin to believe in him people will begin to know him because of the way we are organized together in alignment to the teachings of scriptures as a community of god's people in unity with our vertical relationship with him and the way we are in relationship with one another that's going to make a huge impact and a difference and so we're going to be looking at the dynamics of a biblical community that we see in the scriptures how did this biblical community look like and how did the early apostles who understood this build their communities of christ what are the biblical dynamics that reflect the unity which jesus is praying for what are the biblical dynamics that the the dynamics within the community of christ which reflect the prayer of jesus jesus is praying father this is how they must be and if he is praying this is how they must be how did they look like what did their community look like what did the early church look like what were the dynamics of this community that came out of result of the prayer of jesus and if we can at least hand pick a few key things from the scripture and if we begin to understand and process that this morning and begin to apply it in our lives i'm sure we will become the church that jesus is building hallelujah not every group that gathers together is necessarily a church not every group that meets in a building and just sings christian songs and hears some messages from the bible necessarily is a church the way the church has to be according to scriptures are you with me this morning amen but it looks like in the scriptures there's a certain way this community was functioning there's a certain way this community had certain dynamics in it which jesus intended which the early apostles actually lived out and built those communities in a certain way i think if we get a hold of those key things we will be able to align ourselves to them maybe we are doing some of them some of them really well 
maybe for some of us we may have to come into alignments to those things so that we will be truly the community of Christ that Jesus is building hallelujah how many of you are understanding what i'm talking about praise the lord good number one i'm going to talk to you about the five points five key things that we see as biblical community was built up the way it was shaped number one was fellowship they were committed to fellowship there cannot be the existence of a community without a fellowship without being in fellowship now just because we come every sunday morning sit and go away does not mean that we are in fellowship fellowship is much more than just attending or just attendance look at acts of the apostles chapter number 2 and let's read verses 42 to 47 they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to the fellowship to the breaking of bread and to prayer everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miracle signs were done by the apostles all the believers were together and had everything in common selling the possessions and goods they gave to anyone as he had need every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts praising god and enjoying the favor of all the people and the lord added to their number daily those who were being saved you see the fellowship of god's people the community of god's people and the way they functioned was not just at a superficial level of just coming for a meeting but they were literally doing life together amen of course each one would have definitely been in different vocations different areas of uh, work involved in different kind of tasks and people of different age groups were there but there was some amazing commitment to a fellowship now this is not something that we have to replicate literally now it says selling everything they had they gave to those who had the need that is reflection of the way they were in fellowship and not necessarily calling us to do the same it's a description of how they actually function together as a community but the principle there is of course that we need to be taking care of those who are in need and how we doing that and i believe we are doing that helping many people who are in need helping financially helping materially in many ways and so as a fellowship of god's people we need to be committed to this fellowship it's not just about attending a service on a sunday morning just showing the head it's not just about having a membership it's not just about you know for every good and bad thing we need to be plugged in somewhere so that everything will be taken care of but it is about being in fellowship this is the way the community of christ was built in the first century right after 3000 people were saved and you remember they did probably gather together as 3000 but you can't be in fellowship with the 3000 fellowship can happen only in a smaller group community right you cannot be relating with 3000 people <laughs> that's a crowd but to be talking about really fellowship they met together in house to house and that's where truly the community life was lived out amen they did also meet in the temple courts and where the apostles taught but the apostles were also teaching 
from house to house also when paul is speaking to the efficient elders while he's leaving them he actually says about how i taught you day and night with tears publicly and from house to house and so this commitment to the fellowship and the bible says uses a beautiful word there in verse 42 they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to the fellowship and you see the aspect of the fellowship so much here while the believers were together verse 44 selling their possessions and gave to anyone who has a need verse 45 every day verse 46 they continued to meet together continued coming together being together doing life together committed to this fellowship why because when a person is baptized he actually moves out of this world community and be- and joins with the community of Christ the identity of a person shifts from the identity that he found in the world but now the identity comes from Christ and belonging to the family of God I am part of the bride of Christ I am ta- part of the body of Christ I belong to the church of Jesus I belong to the community of saints so this aspect of fellowship we got to be committed and the question we need to ask ourselves when jesus is calling us to be in unity it is a unity that comes in f- the commitment to the fellowship hallelujah amen to be are we in really in fellowship together with one another and i think in this kind of a format where we meet only on a sunday morning we really can't be in fellowship because as we step out after the service is over one person says hi the other person says bye and that's all is a fellowship that we really have we really don't know each other so much for some of us who probably been around for a little longer know a little more about some others but do we actually know what is the need of the person sitting in front of us or beside us do we actually know what is going on in their lives do we actually know what are their struggles do we actually know in what way we need to be praying for them or in what way we should be supporting them encouraging them helping them and that's true fellowship that's how the early church was in fellowship i think that can really happen if we get together in smaller groups clusters or families together where we come together in more fellowship together amen and we got to understand that this is a biblical principle this is not something that we can do to help us feel good this is not something that we can do so that we can organize ourselves ourselves better no this is something that christ wants this something the way the early church was functioning and this is a biblical dynamic a community dynamic that we see in the early biblical community amen and so they were not just an individual devotion to god i pray i seek god and it's just about my relationship with god that is fine and i don't care about anything else or anyone else no that's not what the church that jesus is building looks like because we see they were in fellowship they were not lone rangers they were in community and so in the book of hebrews we see in chapter 10 the epistle of hebrews in chapter 10 verse 24 and 25 we see and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds here is the community life let us consider how we may spur one another 
toward love and good deeds let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing and all the more as you see the day approaching the day of, day is approaching and so we got to be spurring one another encouraging one another building each other up but that's going to happen in fellowship and that's when we can really be strong so that when the day approaches we will not be ashamed that our lives would have been shaped well and lived well and so number 1 we need to be committing ourselves to fellowship quickly number 2 that we see again from the same passage that we read from acts chapter 2 and verse 42 they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching one of the big things they came together for is to be learning why because a christian himself is a disciple of jesus here it was a gathering together of those who were following christ and as disciples of christ we follow the master and follow the master's teachings that's who a disciple is and in the 21st century you and i we are his disciples who follow the master and his teachings and as we are called to be in unity and the one of the biblical dynamics we see in the community in the first century is where they were coming together and the apostles were teaching and you see wherever they formed communities of christ after they evangelized they taught those people the way of christ the way to live their lives why because until now they have been living their lives in a certain way according to the principles of the world but now they ought to be living by the teachings of scriptures and so the apostles always came together with the community of god's people and taught them the word of god taught them the principles of christ taught them the teachings of christ and that's part of the great commission also isn't it where jesus says go preach the gospel baptize everyone in the name of the father son and the holy spirit in matthew 28 was 19 and 20 and teach them to observe everything i have commanded you this is helping them to live it out not just to learn not just to be informed not just to lecture to people about what has to be lived out how we ought to live now a sunday morning format is so much like that where we are lecturing this is very greek format where a philosopher would speak the latest philosophy and a and a people a crowd will sit and listen to it and go away and now as i'm speaking i have no idea what you are understanding if you are a teacher or if you were a teacher you will you will know what i'm talking about after you have taught your heart out and screamed the whole day and then you find after the answer papers are while you are correcting answer sheets you find that they have not understood even the basic formula even the basic concept has not been understood how many of you teachers am i right you discover that later on isn't it and then you are probably wondering thinking to yourself am i a bad teacher or are they dull heads and you're really confused <laughs> is that true You see this is the this is the difficulty which we have in this in this way we are communicating. And in the early church yes there were crowds and Jesus did speak to the crowds and apostle Paul and Peter they did spoke to the speak to the crowds and they were preaching the gospel when it came to community life and learning the teachings of scripture it was 
in smaller groups you find that they were together in community and the very hebraic pattern the rabbinical ways the way rab- rabbis taught were very much in community it was a community that came together and and they read the scriptures and remember they didn't have individual copies of the bible like we do they didn't have electronic copies like we do they had one written copy that was copied from somewhere else it was all in parchments and scrolls and so there was one and very often there was one for several communities for several churches and that's why apostle paul when he is writing to the church at colosse would say you know after you have read it in the church at colosse you send this letter to laodicea and what i have written to laodicea you send it here to the church at colosse and he's talking about a church in a city which might include several groups of people it was a city church and so it would come circulated and very often it was by oral tradition by word of mouth the teachings that were handed down generation to generation by word of mouth that was taught the letters and all of these old testament scrolls that were there were all in the synagogues and they were taken out and read and they came together and they understood it together they learned it together they asked questions now in this format on a sunday morning we really don't have the freedom to ask questions because our structure is that way because we have come from this third century format which is a roman catholic pattern which came from rome and we are stuck with this paradigm this pattern this form which was really not the way it was done in the first century now i'm not telling us that we shouldn't do this it has its benefits but it has its limitations also and so we got to come us come together as and organize ourselves together in smaller communities in smaller groups of families together coming together and studying the teachings of scriptures and when they came together it was not just about the food of course they ate together and sometimes when you do a meeting with m e a t i n g meeting when a meeting is done as a meeting it actually works better especially in our generation and so if we said we're going to be doing church at barbecue nation this morning you would probably have more number of people but the point is they were not coming together just to come and have a good time gossip around eat and go away but they came around the teachings of scriptures they were rallying around the teaching of scripture the teaching of scripture was very central to their lives why i'm saying that is because you see that spread out all through the new testament whenever they gathered together and the reason the apostles stayed back in a certain place after they had evangelized a bunch of people was to teach them the word of god and the apostles teaching is something that is so central we see that and you see paul is calling them to learn to grow and to begin to teach others as well so we as a dynamic community of god's people should be actually gathering together around teachings of scriptures and learning the scriptures together processing scriptures together asking questions with one another and responding and and doing life 
how many times we have questions about what the bible is talking about have you had any has anyone had questions about the bible well you read through the bible i believe you read the bible amen and if you all if you been reading the bible have you had questions that you it came to your mind and maybe when you're listening to a message did you have questions in your mind yeah it comes sometimes even when i'm preaching i have questions sometimes i say certain things and i wonder is this actually right is the bible actually talking about it it helps me actually go back and relook at scriptures and shape my understanding and we are all in this growing process nobody knows the bible completely nobody has understood scriptures 100% amen we are all in this growing process and we need to be really learning scriptures together in a community in hebrews chapter 5 and verses 11 to 14 we have much to say about this but it is hard to explain because you are slow to learn hebrews 5 verse 12 in fact though by this time you ought to be teachers you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of god's word all over again and so the apostles were delivering the elementary truths of god's word some of the fundamental some of the elementary principles of christ were taught and the writer of hebrews is calling them to mature from that move even further because by this time you ought to be teachers and so here we need to be building learning and teaching communities where we will be learning and living it out and helping one another live it out at the same time beginning to teach others as well how long can we sit this way and only listen and listen and listen for a whole lifetime of course we need to be listening and learning but should not there be a time where we should also be teaching others amen hallelujah amen i believe that many of you here are at the level where you can teach others where you should be beginning to form communities of christ around you and imparting the teachings of scriptures to a bunch of people hallelujah we need to come together as communities to learn and also teach others you need milk not solid food anyone who lives on milk being still an infant is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness but solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish between good and evil where we need to be growing up to a level where we can handle the scriptures by ourselves not necessary that somebody has to explain everything about it where we can accurately divide the word where we can accurately interpret it to others and teach others and help others to observe and follow it it's time we move up into that level and look at in hebrews uh, sorry in acts chapter 20 i already quoted that but let's just look at the verse acts 20 verse 26 and 27 paul leaving the ephesian elders and going ahead to jerusalem and before he set sail he says this to them in verse 26 and 27 of acts 20 therefore i declare to you today that i am innocent of the blood of all men for i have hesitated to proclaim i have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of god the whole counsel of god there was a set of teachings that the apostles were teaching the disciples and you see that you know spread across the new testament they were teaching the words of jesus they took the teachings from the old testament and whatever jesus taught and did and they were putting it all together and teaching those who were saved 
and they were teaching them in these communities as where they were gathering together very regularly some even on a day to day basis and learning scriptures wow that's amazing if we can come together on a every day basis some of you are getting a shock saying what is this how am i going to work but really that's the way we need to have our heart around the teaching of scriptures to learn it to live it to teach it to others amen hallelujah come with me to second peter and chapter number 3 and verses 1 and 2 second peter chapter 3 verses 1 and 2 it's just a couple of books before revelation dear friends this is now my second letter to you i have written both of them as reminders to stimulate you to hold some thinking I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the commands given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles. Are you with me in verse number 2? 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 2. I have written to you, I want to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the commands given by our Lord and Savior Jesus through the apostles. The old covenant, very much, you know, speaking of the old covenant, right there in the old testament i want to recall the words spoken in the past by the prophets and the commands of our lord jesus which was delivered through the apostles and so the apostles were teaching the churches the people of god the communities that were saved and they were growing and they were living the teaching they were teaching others as well and you see paul is admonishing in the uh, to the when he's writing to the church at rome he says in verse in chapter 16 romans 16 and verse number 17 to 19 i urge you brothers to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are t- contrary to the teaching you have learned or oh, the community of christ the church at rome had learned the teachings that were delivered by the apostles and he's telling them watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching that were delivered today many people are moving into false teaching because they have not understood the teachings about the word of god in the right manner just last night this in fact this early morning around 1 o'clock i was having a, a conversation online with one of the guys who had moved from here to another country who is not part of our church but who is very much Uh, involved with our ministry and we led him to Christ and there was a dramatic transformation and God has called him into the ministry but unfortunately he's moved into a false teaching because he has probably not really been rooted and established in the teachings of Christ really well and so easily when there was a new teaching that came he was tossed by the wind and the wave that came by and got trapped into this false teaching and so it's important that we are really learning the teachings of scriptures really well and growing in it because even very sincere people good people who are genuinely following the lord are falling falling away into false teachings and you see that and so he says you know keep away from them verse 18 for such people are not serving the lord christ but their own appetites by smooth talk and flattery they deceive the minds of naive people everyone has heard about your obedience so i am full of joy over you but i want you to be wise about what is goodness and about what is evil an apostle who has established the church who has evangelized who had taught great numbers of people is saying i am full of joy about you everyone has heard about your obedience some full of joy over you hallelujah 
and that is something that a person who has led somebody to Christ a person who has led a group of people and taught them the teachings of scriptures when they see them obeying and following it and living by it and teaching others there's a great joy that comes out of that hallelujah praise the lord apostle paul is having this joy about the church at rome because they have not strayed away from the teaching he's just cautioning them be careful by smooth talk for the sake of personal gain people will come and teach certain things and be careful about this divisive people and hold on to the teachings that you have learned hold on to the teachings and that's what he repeats also in second timothy chapter 1 while he is writing a letter to timothy second timothy in chapter number 1 there is a set of teachings that were handed down by the apostles the teachings of scriptures how they ought to live their lives which we need to be learning as well in second timothy chapter 1 and verse 13 and 14 he says what you heard from me keep as a pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus Timothy what you heard from me keep as the pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you guard it with the help of the holy spirit who lives in us they were learning the teaching and there was a deposit of teaching that was handed down to the second tier leaders who were in turn call to hand them over to others and so if you come down to chapter 2 and verse number 2 and the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to reliable men who will also be qualified to teach others we already talked about teaching others and so there is a deposit of sound teaching that is found in the scriptures that were taught by the apostles which included the old testament the words of the prophets and the words of commands of jesus that were given by the apostles to the new way of life that people ought to live and so that their lives will be shaped in the in a certain way and they came together in unity around the teachings of scriptures and now this which was now delivered by apostle paul to timothy who was a spiritual son and he's telling timothy guard it the pattern of sound teaching the way of life guard it well and also deliver it hand it down to others who will be qualified to teach others hallelujah and so we want to deposit this deposit of sound teaching to you so that you will be in turn be able to teach others amen hallelujah praise the lord teach others as we gather together as a groups of people coming together around the teachings of scriptures and learning them then we will begin to see them transfer to you really well where you beginning to learn them well grasp them well understand them well process them well ask the questions grapple around the difficult issues grapple around the difficult portions of scriptures and understand and ask the help of the holy spirit and together learn and process them and begin to teach others as well as we in turn begin to form communities of christ around the teachings of scriptures to whom you can begin to deliver hallelujah This is how the communities of Christ were functioning. This is a biblical dynamic that we see. A community dynamic that we see in the scriptures. It came to how the communities of Christ, the church was functioning in the early church. Are you understanding this well? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And this is something that we really need to begin to focus on. Because this is biblical. This is not something that we are making up to organize ourselves better but this is something biblical this is how the early church 
function this is a this is a community dynamic that was there and if we miss we will miss being the church or being built up as a church the way the church of jesus christ was intended to be built up amen hallelujah and so these are things that has to be there where we ought to be committed to fellowship loving one another being together doing life together helping one another spurring one another and fellowship commitment to fellowship and devoted to the apostles teaching but we are not just coming to fellowship to just to eat together and laugh together and sing together and talk together gossip together <laughs> not for that but we are coming together around the teachings of scriptures we are learning and living it out and beginning to also hand over the good deposit of sound teaching to others and one of the ways we can actually impart sound teaching to even the next generation is not just only by sunday school yes those are good and we as parents cannot wash off our hands and say oh the sunday school is responsible for my children for them to learn the word of god but actually we ought to be teaching them and they ought to be also learning them in community together hallelujah while we pass them around our generation we also pass them down intergenerationally hallelujah praise the lord paul to timothy and timothy to the next generation it keeps going down and the apostles teaching continues to be handed down generation after generation even today hallelujah and so it's important that we really organize ourselves in a new way as a community of christ and the way christ is building his church why was acts written why is the new testament written why is paul writing so much to churches and giving so many instructions to them because he wants to build those communities in a certain way and we see this these are biblical community dynamics that have been lived out and we see them smeared spread across the new testament from where we can draw principles keys from where we can draw those key highlights things that were very much critically important to the way the communities of Christ were organized in the first century and that gives us insight into that the way the Christ, way Christ was building his church and i believe we have enough amount of information of how we ought to be building and shaping our communities today in the 21st century and so we will be building ourselves together and committing ourselves to the apostles teaching and learning uh, and 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 learning them and living them and teaching them to others and if we will commit ourselves to fellowship surely we're going to be beginning to see an impact before the watching world amen because when we are in fellowship we are spurring one another we are encouraging one another if we are not in fellowship you know what happens it's simply like this how many of you have seen a uh, large quantities of biryani cooked uh, maybe for some uh, festival or for some wedding in a big uh, uh, what do you say vessel anybody seen that all oh, right good biryani people are here and and then you see uh, how they used to build it in the, you know uh, cook them in those old days uh, now we have those gas stoves and everything uh, where you just connect the you know gas cylinder and then you can use a you know gas thing to uh, light up the burner but in those days you know what they used to do and even still they do many places they used to put those firewood right you put a lot of firewood together because you need certain amount of good amount of fire to burn and so that uh, it will cook the food 
now what now as it is burning and it's cooking the food just imagine if imagine with me if you could just pull out one of those fire logs and put them alone outside how long do you think it will burn it will die down for a, after a while but the same firewood when put all put together what happens it burns it continues to burn each one contributes to the burning of the other right it keeps burning but you put one log separately after a while it slowly dies down and the fire the level of the intensity of the fire dies down and then fire finally the fire itself is snuffed out see that's what happens to a lot of people but for those who are really committed to a community will really see this dynamic of the logs being together and each one contributing to the burning of the other and everything burns together and everything burns brighter and fulfills the purpose for which it was put together hallelujah and so i pray this morning that we will truly commit ourselves to be in fellowship with one another not at a superficial level not saying hi and bye not saying how are you i'm fine how are you you are fine all right now that's how people greet each other and when they talk to each other at a superficial level that's how it is but then we really need to be committing ourselves to fellowship where we are not just coming together to fellowship and have a good time but really committing ourselves to the apostles teaching we were rallying around the teachings of scriptures and learning and living them and also beginning to teach others amen and if you are committing yourself to see that happen in your life for your family and you want to be plugged in with other families together we can pull ourselves together into smaller groups of people clusters of families together where we can actually live this out and we will be shaping our lives by the teachings of scriptures and building the community dynamic which was present in the first century in the way the church the communities of christ were organized through which the watching world will know him and believe in him we can be building ourselves the right way amen we can still be growing in a certain way but it's best to build ourselves the biblical way amen hallelujah there's something about wisdom there's some wisdom there is some uh, reason purpose why god intended for why jesus intended for his church to be organized a certain way and the way there is a way he is building his church together and if we build it in alignment to the teachings of scriptures certainly we will be making an impact with the watch before the watching world where we will bring about a, a change in the way people in the world believe christ and the way people in the world perceive and think about jesus through our lives we will begin to impact and bring about that change Amen. Hallelujah. I've done two points this morning. Because of lack of time, we will continue with this next Sunday. Amen. But learning these things from a Sunday to a Sunday is a long gap. Because by the time we come next Sunday, we absolutely will have no clue of what we talked about this morning. And for some of you probably who have the discipline of writing, maybe you might be able to look at look up and you know, bring to remembrance that's why i said it's really important for us to be meeting more frequently and how good it will be even if we can meet with midweek together in smaller groups of clusters of families together 
and really fellowship together in the true sense of what fellowship should really look like not at a superficial level of how are you i am fine really to get to know each other at a deeper level get to know each other's needs pray for one another more meaningfully stand with one another spur one another encourage one another build each other up as according to the teaching scripture that can happen only when we come together in unity would we commit ourselves to fellowship together in such a fashion and would we commit ourselves to come together and learn the teachings of scriptures so that we will live learn live and teach them as well amen hallelujah praise the lord thank you jesus shall we pray and ask god for grace